welcome everybody to another episode of Tales from the Core. This is episode seven. As always, I'm Mike Frank Francis here with my co-host Adam Grizzly Gray. I don't know about you, but it feels like a long time since we've done this. It does seem longer than usual. Maybe I was so in, we were so in shock with the Mark Coleman thing. Like I don't know. I've been still thinking about that. It's pretty cool, man. I hope. I've already gotten feedback how how much people enjoyed that. Yeah, it was it was great for sure, man. Um, I've had you know kind of a couple of the usual guys, the usual suspects. Yeah, Garavito. Yeah, those guys, our guys, man. Like our guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been busy too. Episode seven, lucky number seven. We're out here in Vegas. I'm out here in Vegas. You've been busy, bro. Did you see that? Did you see that video? The the fucking the rain? No, not yet. No. I'll send you, you. So we're sitting out at the pool yesterday, and there's this dark motherfucking cloud. And it looks it looks like it's coming. And I was like, dude. And I told them all the story about the three, six rain cloud, you know, like if there's ever a drought somewhere, like we joke about this, just put some Marines out there and it will fucking pour. I remember was, that, man. Wherever we Stow, went. Just recently when we had Stow on, remember we were talking about the, the rain in Afghanistan. It did follow us around. We thought it was a joke and, you know, happened a few times, but after a while we're like, Dude, that damn cloud is falling our asses around, bro. I'll send yeah. you the video after yeah, we're do done that. here. I'll check the it out. The fucking streets were flooded, dude. The fucking streets were flooded. You remember that flood? Uh, what was it in Afghanistan where everyone was like just stripped down and they were like digging mortar rounds out of the water? Do you remember that uh, huge flood we have? I have pictures of it. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and some of the rednecks, I swear, were like diving in it, like it was like like it was some kind of. But that was just so weird. We're picking up mortar rounds and like ammunition out of this flood on on you know this flood that happened out of nowhere. Like you never know, man, in Afghanistan or in these crazy places. Yeah, anywhere we go, <laughs> anywhere yeah. we go, uh, yeah, we can have a massive monsoon. I have a funny story if y'all want to hear it. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, like I, t- I woke up today. So my doc doubled my dose of uh, Lamotrigine, right? And uh, I thought nothing of it. And I just like, you know, and then... My neighbor who gave me my dog, uh, I was like, "Do you want? Do you want to walk the dog?" You know, it was her. It was her dog, so she left, and and what? And then she she didn't come back for a long time. So I was like, "What's going on?" I don't know if she slipped out of the the leash and stuff because it's kind of loose on her neck. And I was just freaking, you know, like that PTSD thing. You know, you, you get that trigger, and I was just like really freaking, and I was yelling her name like Mika, like looking like a maniac, <laughs> and I was just freaking. I'm like. Did someone steal my dog? What's going on? And I got so I don't I don't recommend anyone doing this, but I got so angry and I had this like machete and I was like just swinging that thing around and just like cutting trees and stuff in front of my just letting out a uh, aggression. And the neighbors already think I'm whack, and now they think I'm straight up whack. 
like to the times 10, man. And like literally I went outside, dude, like people like closing their shades and shit. Like, <laughs> it's <laughs> embarrassing, man. And then I woke up from the Lormontagene. I passed out after that and all the adrenaline. And then I woke up. I'm like, where's my wallet? Where's my keys? Like back in the day, like waking up at Myrtle Beach. <laughs> and uh, finally I, I did get everything back. And uh, I just woke up and I haven't felt like that in a long time, man. Like that pill blacks me right up. It was crazy, but that that's my story. That's my story. Kind of boring, I guess. It's, it, no, it's funny because um, I wouldn't even have thought to say this, but, all right, so, you know, I'm out here with Jake for his fight. Yes, sir. And um, so him and I are sharing a room together, and we we were sitting down this morning. Like, I had to get up, and, you know, I had a, a call for the app and everything that we're doing, and uh, then him and I, like, you know, link up later this morning, and, and he's like, dude, He's like, you say some, do some. He's like, I think you were back in war, like in sleep. <laughs> why do you say that? And I was, I was like, I was like, why? And he's like, dude, you started talking. He's like, fuck is definitely your favorite word. Like even when you're asleep, he's like, because I heard that. you and you, you're like, oh, oh, oh fuck. And he's like, just he's like the way you just sighed and like exhaled when you said it, and. uh yeah, I definitely didn't remember that. I remember waking up a couple times and, you know, but I don't, I don't, yeah, I guess I was like, I should have gave you a disclaimer, you know, before we roomed together that I may have like psychotic dreams. My wife used to tell me all the time, man. She used to say, I talk to my sleep all the time, you know, wake up and, and just talking in my sleep. But I, I'm like, what, what exactly did I say, man? Did I say some shit that I didn't want you to hear? Like just straight up. She's like, you were talking a lot last night. And I'm like, uh, okay. You never know what you're going to say when you're sleeping. It's, it's kind of scary. Yeah. I know I've like, well, like terrified my wife before. Cause I was just like, I guess I just started yelling, you know, like there we are dead silence, two 30 in the morning, whatever. And I, she's like, just like scared the fuck out of her, like terrible. They, they say like, like on shows and stuff, like watch out for him. He was in the war, you know, PTSD and stuff like that. So it's a real thing, man. Dude, do you still think? I mean, this has happened to me for years. Not so much anymore, but do, did you go for a while thinking like, where's my rifle? Where's my rifle? Yeah, I mean, I've had those moments. Um, and you like, you wake up, and then like that fucking just panic mode, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, or or even like, you know, if like you wake up because you like you're afraid that you dozed off on Firewatch or something. Yeah, man. Just like yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> I have dreams all the time, dude. We're we're literally in a war, and you know how important it is. You have your weapon with your serial number. You know what I mean? And in my dreams, dude, I I have I don't have my weapon. It's like the wrong serial number. And I'm like, I don't want to steal someone else's, you know, but there's like the enemies coming and I finally have to grab someone else's rifle. Then I'm like, there's somebody without a rifle right now, or maybe they have mine. I get those crazy dreams all the time. It stresses me right out. Yeah. <laughs> like they yeah. remember like how, how serious they take it. If you lose like your pistol or something, remember they close down face on something. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, one of my buddies, it's funny. He, uh, he just, he created a specialized meme. That was like, and I don't remember what the fuck it said. Um, he went to high school with my brother. So I've known him forever, man. I've known him like my entire life. He's like a brother. He was in the army. And it said something about like fucking up. Um, or like three, he put the three six logo. 
And it was like, yeah, nobody can fuck up worse than us losing these rifles. And then it had the the Marine Corps Air Station logo who lost the, the jet. And they were like, hold my beer. Hold like, my beer. Dude, we are, we're out, we're like 3-6 is off the radar for life with the losing the rifles. Because these motherfuckers lost a jet. Yeah, I know. It's like, hmm, I, dude, that's that's so sketchy, man. We just lost a jet. But but the technology we have today, it's like, you should be able to find that jet. Man. Yeah. 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 I don't think we lost a jet. No, something's sketchy I don't think about that's, that. I don't think that's what really happened. Who who was that that walked behind you? Was that Jake? Uh, that is Jake's training partner, Jacob. Cool. What's up, Jacob? Yeah. Yeah, they're getting ready to think, get a little hot tub session. How's everything going with the prepping and the training and all that? Yeah, man, they look, I mean, both of them, they look great. Awesome. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty uh, awesome, this, man. Good luck to all of them, man. You're so you're just so lucky to be there in all the mix, man. It must be really exciting. You, you've been there a few times, haven't you? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's interesting because you get to see a, to- a totally different side of it, right? Yeah, I bet. Like, you know, people, it's, it's it's funny, like people turn on the TV and they see like, you know, like oh, the lights are going and all the different stuff and everything. Like they don't see like these fucking guys, you know, like just even some of the pictures I'm posting at the end of each day from like their yeah. workouts and, you know, that's the like there's we we're talking about that here, man, like, you know, showing up and like these guys have been grinding, you know, like the past 18 weeks and camp for this one fight and you know every single day and all the hard work and the sacrifice and things that go into it you know that people don't see and then they get on social media and they're like oh you fucking bum or you know which jake actually has a lot of a lot of great support back yeah. Of oh, yeah, you're speaking of the devil there he is what's up jake <laughs> hey what's up man how are you so yeah and then just the you know being in these rooms and all the different stuff and you know everything that leads up to it that people don't don't get to see and you get to see when you're out here so it's it gives you like a different unique perspective appreciation for sure man like uh one thing that's so important about that not everybody can do that man not i mean that's what's so special about it like not the average joe can be a warrior like that i forgot what fighter it was uh but the fighter lost and people were booing him but the winner raised his hand he's like he's like you guys can't do what he just did you know you you can't it's like how the hell are you booing you know but i always hate them when the whole audience is booing you know when they just had a like an awesome awesome battle you know that no one else could do yeah yeah it's um yeah it's crazy man and they definitely don't you know, I don't want to get like too much too down the rabbit hole and thing, but like, you know, it's different. Like, you know, they don't get like their own private jets and flown out like baseball players and football players and different things like that. You know, like they're 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 that's why I think like I, we resonate with them so much is, you know, just that kind of like grinding warrior mindset, you know, like. You got to get it done yourself, man. If you want it done right, you just got to, yeah. yeah. Like you said, man, they're not getting paid, you know, millions of private jets. Yeah, you got to grind, man, grind. And every time they get what they get, man, they earn that, you know, like we earn the Marine Corps stuff. Like it's something that you just hold. And I'm like proud of that. I'm not proud of much, but I'm, pr- I'm really proud of that. 
Yeah, man. Good, good on him, man. Dude, good on him. I tell you what else, man. Like, there's some guys out here, um, you know, doing weight cuts. And, dude, like, we, we were in there. He was training the other night. It was, like, the first night. And this guy's in one of those sauna bags, you know. And yeah. and then he gets out and he's in the sweats, you know, just jumping rope. And then he, like, gets on the scale. And then he gets back in the sauna bag. And I'm like, dude, like, I mean, I've never done a sport where I had to, you know, I've done sports, but never had to cut weight. Like at the last minute too, if you're like one pound over, yeah, I've seen them on TV, but they have to go in yeah. there and they, it was brutal, bro. It's brutal. Dude. It can't be good for you. <laughs> and, the, and that's the thing, right? It's like, you do see it. Like you see it, you know, like the ultimate fighter. There was this real, um, there was this like really classic scene. And when I want to say it was like Liddell and, um, and uh, what was his name? Josh. Uh, I'm drawing a blank on it right now, but they're like holding the door shut, like not letting this guy out of the sauna, you know? And dude, like when you're here and you actually can look into their eyes and see like their soul fading, you know? And, and like, you know, that they're just waiting till tomorrow, like tomorrow morning, they'll, they'll wait, they'll get on the scales and then they'll be able to hydrate and, I mean, I think the the food part for me, I could be hungry. We've been hungry, but for it's sure. the water part, man. Well, by the time they did all that and they make weight, everyone who actually, when they get to the ring, they're not 100%. You know what I mean? They're not 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You know, grueling till you get there. And yeah. I, you know, fighters. I also with uh, I don't know if it's the same one that you saw that I saw. I, I they were holding the door shut in the sauna. He was like, they're like, nope, nope, you got to do it, you got to do it. And some people just give up, you know. <laughs> I yeah. get, I, I get that, man. That that is grueling, man. Like I was grinding my teeth just watching these poor guys, man. But good on I, them and the Warriors, bro. You know, I guess like, yeah. Since this is gonna drop Tuesday, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, there's strategy and there's different things, right? So. Um, just like, you know, I'm taking videos, but we're not posting videos. We'll post videos after the fight of training because there's things that you don't want. There's strategy. Right. Um, but I guess since this drops Tuesday, there's a couple things I can say. So like, like, so everybody's going to know, like he came here, he's underweight. So he's walking around right now. He's not having a cut. You know, he's happy. You know, like you see him walking in here and you know, like he's good, man. He's, he's happy dude right now. He's in a good mind mindset. Um, and, and yeah, like. You know, he, he looks great. He, he looks really, really good. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been quite the experience. It's it's pretty wild. That's a good place to be. You're happy. You're under. You're ready to go. You're loose. No struggle. Actually, this is a good question. I don't, I don't know the answer. Like, uh, why wouldn't everyone do that? Like, why wouldn't everyone be, like, super prepped so they don't have to gruel like that? Grind you know, like that's, that. that's a great question. Um that's a really, really good question. Cause when he yeah. first got here in the UFC, he was 185 pounds, right? That was his weight. And I mean, you figure now if you're walking around at like 250, 255, very comfortably in shape, you know, that's like, that's freaking, that's 80 pounds lighter. Um, and so that's why a lot of people ask why he went up and he went up because the cuts were just so miserable. Right. He wasn't, and he wasn't used to, it's not like comfortable for him. He, yeah. And, and, you know, he's like, it's like you said, it can't be good for your body. Like, you know, you're draining all your fluids out and different things. And, and so, yeah, he's like, I'd rather, you know, be comfortable, not put myself through hell, you know, and, and, and be happy. 
if you talk to him at some point, ask him, like, like, it would be so easier on the fighters just be prepped and be on point. Like, why do they have to do it at the last minute? I, I do not get that. Maybe you know, you know, maybe some people are just, just lazy and some, or something, you know. I don't know. You know what I – this is – and I'm going to ask him that. But we were talking a little bit about – so we were talking about, like, in addition to the cut, there's a very strategic – like, you have to get yourself back up, right? You have to go through a process of rehydration and all these different things, like the, the science behind it. And he was talking about this one kid who weighed in at 155, but the whole camp he had been training like 170, 175, right? And when he was building back up and rehydrating, he only got to like 160, 165. And he's like, oh, I feel good. And he's like, dude, you were still 10 pounds heavier, like all through camp. Like you have to get yourself back there. So what I do know is the one of the reasons that they cut that weight is so that they can be a big person at that weight because I think he said that he fought 170 once and somebody was like, dude, you're a cheater, which, which is funny because like, how are you cheating if you made weight? Right. Right. But there's, but they're saying like, you get so big and then you just suck all the liquids and all the fluids and food and everything out of your body. So you can fight and be like the biggest guy at that small, at that lower weight. Right. So, I mean, that's, but to your question, your question was, why do they wait till the last minute? Yeah. Yeah. I'll ask him that later today because that's that's a great question. Another good question that I do not know that I would like to know is if you are going through camp, like at a heavier weight or whatever, you're used to fighting and wrestling around at that weight. So it's it's like it must be a dramatic change. When you're like 20 pounds lighter, when you finally get in the get in the uh, octagon, you know what I mean? It's different. Everything, yeah. but they get back up. So like, I know he's had fights before, where you know he stepped on the scale at 265, and then by that evening he was like 280 something, right? So like they just carb load and protein and 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 water load, and they get back up. Like put he can put on 20 pounds like in a matter of hours. Yeah, it's fucking crazy, dude. Like shit, the shit they do is crazy. I remember Forrest Griffin when he cut weight, he like rubbed Vaseline on him, and then they then they put that mask on him. You know, yeah, it's, gr- it's grueling, dude. Word up to those guys, man. I got nothing but just they, those guys are awesome, hardcore. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be exciting, man. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know, we'll be there in the octagon or be there in in the apex for the fight Saturday. It'll be probably around, not that I'm, it doesn't matter. I'm not that I'm really plugging it because again, nobody's going to hear this till afterwards, but um, probably around 5 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN plus. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm definitely going to watch that. I'm glad you're able to be there, dude. It's very fortunate. You can be right there. I bet it's exciting. I was hearing Dana White the other day. He had an interview with uh, some guy and he's like, He's like, nobody's ever left a UFC tournament uh, un- unsatisfied. Like, everything is just made for just your uh, their enjoyment. Either it's on TV, but when you're there, he's like, there's nothing like it. <laughs> so I, I could just imagine. <laughs> yeah, we. Yep. I was here last September for a fight, and it was, uh, you know, obviously it wasn't the outcome that we wanted for him, but, you know, it was at the T-Mobile and, I tell you what's crazy, dude, is like a beer was like thirty dollars. Cause I was I was with his wife, you know, because we had tickets and her and I were sitting up there together. 
And I was like, oh, I'll buy them. And I went, it was like, like $20, $30 each. Are you serious, beer. dude? Are we talking like a keg cup? Stupid. A keg cup type? type uh, it was, I mean, I don't know what, like 18 ounces maybe or something. Shit, for that money, man, I want like a keg on my lap. <clears throat> it's crazy, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it was absolutely ridiculous. But Just grab your angles yeah. and take it. That's just another like great reason for not drinking anymore, right? It's just the insane. Someone's knocking on the door. One second. Oh, you good? Yeah. Okay. Oh, he's knocking on the bathroom door. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go let out let out some weight up in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, it's uh it's been a crazy what an awesome seven weeks. You've been all over the place, dude. Like all over the place. I'm like, how does he do it? Like, I'm like a kind of guy who just needs to stay put. Like, but well, you're just like going to Jamaica. I'm flying here. I gotta go here. I'm going to Vegas. I'm like, big pimping, dude. Very proud of you, dude. One of the, the greatest things I was telling somebody about coming out here is I was like, dude, I just can't wait to get out to Vegas and relax, right? Because it's not. I don't know what people think. But like for sure, you're not coming out here to go drink and gamble and run around and right. Like you got a fucking professional event coming up, you know? Yeah. And when you're uh, tied into something like that, for sure. Yeah. So a lot of it is just, you know, hanging out around here. Oh, let's go eat. Let's grab something to drink. Let's go to, you know, hot tub, go train. And it's just, dude, like honestly, it's been a great opportunity to kind of just relax and hang out, you know, like. If you're not tied to an event like that, if you're not tied to a special event like that, I mean, I understand you got to be focusing and you got to, but do you guys, like, I've never been to Vegas. Do you see people who aren't tied to anything and they're just there to while out? Do you see people in the streets just wiling out? Dude, yes. I mean, they're, <laughs> that's probably 99% of the people who come out here, you know, like just to Vegas in general, come out here to while out. We should have our next reunion there. <laughs> oh dude i mean that'd be amazing it'd be, dope. it'd be dope scary but dope i think we'd be able to handle it man you guys handled it well last time we're older now we're more mature we are. right yeah. yeah 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 no yeah we for sure we we could definitely hold it hold the tin on the circus you know the better than like 20 years ago yeah i was very i was very surprised man but I mean, it's so good to see like people that were just going nuts with us that I thought might be dead and shit, you know, and they, they pulled it together and they got their lives together. There's nothing like seeing something like that. A lot of us have done that. And it's just, it's so, it's just nice to see, man. Cause we were nuts. We were fucking nuts, man. Yeah. So we were so nuts, man, that like, <laughs> I won't name drop in this instance, but there was, there was an individual who, was a little hesitant about going to the reunion because he thought that it would be a, like, he'd hear a bunch of pity stories and poor me and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we spoke at the reunion and that was that he told me that at the reunion, he's like, wow. He's like, Francis, I didn't, you know, this is way different than I expected. And then we spoke a little bit like a week or so after the reunion as well. And, um, yeah, I mean, it makes sense that if like we were that fucking wild, you would just expect us, you know, to not be in a great place. But he's like, I was blown away. Not that I didn't think anybody was capable of it, but I was just blown away at where everybody is in life. Like, 
what what they're doing, what they've achieved. It's you know. Back in the day, it was so nuts, dude. Like I see a friend at the barracks, and we're about to go out in the town. I was, I'm always like, I might never see that guy again. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember being like in formation, and they're like, you know, someone didn't make it back, or someone's in the hospital, you know? <clears throat> and they'd have this, they'd let us know. It's pretty shocking. I'm like, damn. Like Copeland, you remember? Hey, Copeland, what's happening? I haven't talked to you in a minute. But actually, Copelanitis, Copelanitis is his name. <laughs> I the nightest, and uh, he was straight up uh, <laughs> surfing on top of the uh, truck. It was a bad one. I visited him, he, dude. It was bad. He he was prone to getting in accidents, but he came through each one, man. Like <clears throat> old Copelanitis, that's his name. What's going on? What's going on over there, man? I'm, I'm oh, nothing. Yeah, yeah. No, we're just uh, going through the plan of the day. Going over cool. the schedule. Yeah, cool, I'll have man. to. Hey, come here real quick. Uh, he'll appreciate this. Move your hands, Adam. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The shirt that he's rocking right there. Oh, Say, that's awesome. <laughs> Say when. <laughs> yeah, that's that's his that's his thing, man. I'm your Huckleberry. That's that's so like that is my thing too. Like I just love. Is that why you put that shirt on today? Because I think I told you about that before. Did you put that shirt on today for because Dude, of that? I was cleaning my house. No joke. I was cleaning my house because it's like just. Anyways, and I saw it in the corner, all crumpled up. I didn't. I forgot I had it. But then I lifted up. I saw it, and I remembered me and you were talking about that, and you were talking about Jake. So I'm like, I I have to wear the motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. I was lucky though because. I mean, I forgot I had it, so it was it was made to be. It was made to be. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. It's weird yeah, with other guests. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's you know what? It's it's weird, but like, it's almost kind of nice. A little bit. Yeah, I just you know? I just trying to think of things. I just I'm trying to be entertaining. I'm like, what can I talk about? I feel awkward. <laughs> well, I want to hear about. Can your, I chime your... in? Yes, ma'am. Please. So. Like what I think is super interesting is that you're in Vegas and you guys were trained killers by the U.S. government. And now you're going to an event where people are trained killers in another sport. So it's kind of ironic and kind of cool that we're, we're trained killers. It's instinctual, right? It's 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 nature. Yeah, you got to be a t- certain breed for sure. That's right. And so I think the U.S. guys have a lot of similarities between UFC fighters. There's there's no stopping. There's there's winning. There's. There's only one. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. That's Stella's two cents. I'm out. (laughs) Stella, we thank you. I needed that. I did. That's a great point, man. And, And one of the things that's been super cool to see is like, you know, the guys he's been training with and like that relationship. Right. It like reminds me a lot of like the relationship, like the brotherhood that we have, you know? Uh, yeah. They train hard. Dude, we train so hard too. Yeah. We, we, so bro- remember that. I don't know. We were like, I'm broke off. Like I say that still today. If I, you know, I'm broke off. Like, what are you talking about? That's like a thing, you know? <laughs> we're going to get broke off in this one. And we sure, sure did get broke the fuck off. Yeah. Fucking death That's march. We, we were talked about the death march, man. <clears throat> I, I think it was like Tuesday. Do, do you remember when we had to run around with them fucking logs, log PT? Yeah, man. Yeah. I don't think my shoulders are ever going to be the same from that thing. Man. 
I remember I said something when they were training Tuesday night. I was like, I was like, I see some boats. Who's gonna carry them? And then, uh, you know, I was like, I, I never carried boats though. We never, we weren't a boat platoon, no boat company. Definitely not. Definitely not, man. Like, I like how. I mean, it has to be like to be a marine or whatever, something of that extremity. You, you know, the people just fade out. You just, they fade out. And when you make it to the end, you're like, damn, I did it. You just see people dropping off, dropping off. And you're like, oh, I'm stronger than that guy. I'm stronger than that guy. And it gives you motivation to keep going and going. <clears throat> At some point, though, we should talk about the death march, man. I mean, the death march, bro. Yeah, man. Like, who would be just like, you know, we talked about it a little bit when we had Stow on. I'm trying yeah. to think, like, who would be, who would be the one, man? Like, the death march fucking all-star to bring on. I have a clear ass memory of you, Frank. We're, <laughs> we're walking, dude. And we are just somebody kill me now type shit. And you looked at me, I swear to God, dude, and you might remember this. You looked at me and I looked at you and you're like, you're like, Adam, this what hell is like. You're like, are we in hell? I'm like, I think so, dude. Did you ever get laid down and your feet put up? Did you? Get, were you one of those guys? The silver bullet? <laughs> no. Did they actually about? put something up here? And no, I just remember people with their feet up, man. People just overheating and shit. So there was a moment that I was I was on the verge of possibly death, right? So yeah. <laughs> when you know that last stretch we did in that valley, whenever the fucking. Uh, the lieutenant colonel shot his shotgun because he wanted us like what a fucking idiot right like everybody knows i hate him so i'm not even like trying to hide it but like, oh he like yeah. he fired off around because he wanted us to all be alert and like combat ready and everything well i was super fucked up from the from the heat and dehydration everybody and was yeah i remember Lybrook always says he's like He's like, I remember walking up and being like, hey, Frank, how are you doing? And he's like, and you said something like, the daisies smell good today. Like something that doesn't even make any fucking sense. <laughs> Delirious. And, um, Bolton wanted me to like drop my pack, you know, like take my flak jack off, just like kind of get some air. Right. Yeah. And, and, and so, and so I did. And I remember, man, one of the corpsmen came running, boy. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to get to stick something up this dude's ass. And I was like, bro, I'm like, if, motherfucker, if you try, if you try to give me that silver bullet, uh, which for those who don't know, that's how they take our temperature. That's why some docs actually do it. They're like, I I joined to put the bullet up some people's asses. Doc France. <laughs> doc France, for sure, joined for that what, reason. What is, <laughs> what does the bullet do? They stick a thing up your ass. What does it do, man? It just takes your temperature. Oh, oh it's the best way to That's take it. your temperature. Okay. I thought it had some kind of magical squirt, some cool fluid up your up your thing, up your hole. No, that I never got cool. the bullet. Hey, did you, did you ever watch that show? I think it was uh, Blue Mountain State. I think I talked to you about that one, that you needed to watch it. I don't think so. Is that a call? It no, it's not a college movie. I, I didn't watch it. You did tell me about that. No, I have not watched it. Yeah, I want to say that there was like a season or an episode where um, they had these like I don't know, they looked like dildos or something, right? And like, and they were like frozen. They were like, and they were supposed to help. I don't know. It's a comedy thing. What? Check it out. It is funny. But everybody was wanting to have it happen to them because it was just super refreshing. That sounds. That sounds, <laughs> and so it was like they were completely joking. Is that like a real thing though? Like frozen? I don't dildo? think it's real. I don't think it's cool. You thing. down? 
<laughs> I didn't. I wouldn't imagine. It would be more interesting <laughs> if it was like. It's a. I bet. I don't know. In this world, like anything is possible. I'm sure there's a fro- frozen dildo thing somewhere out there. All I know is everyone's getting uh, a butt plug for Christmas. You know me. (laughs) I hope mine's bedazzled. I want mine. uh, Actually, I want mine to have like underglow lights. It's nice. With like a remote control. Nice. Maybe we can set them to like music even. So nice ambiance. That way your wife can find you in the dark. Boom. Go out in Halloween or something. If we lose power or lights during a hurricane, just like, hold on. Let me plug this in real quick. Speaking of hurricane. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. It was funny, though. We bust each other's balls every now and then on Facebook. I'll just put a little something in there. He'll put a little something back. And uh, that huge hurricane that was hitting the East Coast. Yeah, I'm like, I like, damn strong. I can't get away from you. He's like, damn right. Like, still joking around that time. It's, it's cool though. Like, we have that relationship. We just bust each other's balls, you know. When I was in, I was just like, motherfucker. But when we're out, it's it's just kind of, it's kind of cool just to, you know, pick on each other every once in a while, keep it fresh. At least keep in contact. That's how we keep in contact. Picking on each other. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. I have no. I just. I just feel like I just. Well, I was going to ask you. No, I wanted to know about the about the three way. Oh, with 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 Eunice and Garavito. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was. I I couldn't stay on as long as I wanted to, but yeah, we figured it out. And uh, Garavito, he was doing good. And Garavito, man, he's like, I, he's like, I am so ready. He's like, I got so many, so many stories, man. And uh, uh, Eunice said, Hey, do you talk to Waldman? I'm like, Yeah, Waldman's my boy, man. He's like, Tell Waldman about the story. <laughs> Eunice, if you're listening, which you are, I know you are. He's like. They had tinfoil. Something was wrapped in tinfoil. And either it was Waldman or Eunice ripped it open. I think it was Eunice ripped it open and ate it. Thought it was like a thing of cookies or something. It was like like charcoal. It was like charcoal. It was just like, it was either Eunice or Waldman, one of them. But I, I, I told Waldman about it. And he's like, dude, that was like one of the funniest things in my entire life. <clears throat> they were so excited to get a little snack over there. Nope, here's some charcoal for your ass. <clears throat> And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, so you said Vito's locked in for next Thursday, yeah? Oh yeah, he's he's ready, ready, Freddy, whenever, whenever. I said, yeah, I'll let I'll let Frank and uh, Janine know, and yeah, he's ready, he's ready to go, man. I think he's gonna be awesome. I think it's gonna be an awesome episode. Yeah, yeah, that dude. He always. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. He always reminded me of a, I told him this too. I like talking to Garavito, especially after all these years, but he always reminded me of like a, a Jean Belushi. Yeah. He just had the, and he had this face. I can't do the face. I wish I could, but he, I can't do it. He's like where he's grinding his teeth. It's like, Rrr. yeah, it's impossible to do. It's only a Garavito thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll get to see that next week. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. yeah so what do you think, man? Seven, seven weeks. Favorite moment so far. On the podcast, yeah. Well, definitely Mark Coleman's up there with me. Uh, what, uh, five, what was it? Five minutes and fifty-three seconds in when, you when made I made him laugh? laugh. 
Yeah, <laughs> I did it. I was, I, well, I was talking about cooling off your balls in the Blackhawk, right? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you got it, man. That's a thing. That's a real thing. Oh. Yeah, I, I have my favorite points. I keep listening to the podcast. I just like to do it. Oh. We listen to them. And like, there's certain points where I'm just like, it's my favorite, like, where I'm like, you know, fresh, fresh as fuck. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounded like the old Frank voice that I used to remember. And it was fucking hilarious. What's your favorite moments? Give me a favorite moment besides the Mark Coleman, dude. Which I got? mean, obviously, obviously, <laughs> the CBS story about the past. <laughs> yeah, I was so nervous. I'm like, should I have said that, man? With Juan, you know, like that was, that was our first guest. That was just really, really awesome. Um, it was. Yeah, no, the whole thing has been super cool, man. And I mean, I guess probably. You know, like we've said, like hearing hearing from our boys, man, about how how much it's meant to them, like what we're doing and all of these different things. It's spreading, you know? it's spreading around, man. Yeah. Makes it all worthwhile. So yeah, we'll uh you know, it's, it's kind of I feel like this is this was still, you know, we didn't have a guest and it feels a little different than normal, but it does. <laughs> I feel like we kind of got to like just like, you know, kick it down a gear for a week. Might, might as well. I mean, we were hyped up for a while there. This is kind of a little chill time, I guess. I just want to keep it entertaining, though. Like, I, that's that. I want to entertain the dudes, man. I want to entertain our homies. Listen, to- silver bullets are entertaining. I had no idea <laughs> what that was. So, if you're worried about entertaining people, you've you, you don't need to worry. You've you've entertained me. <laughs> and they'll remember that shit for sure. You don't forget shit like that, man. Is the silver bullet like uh like extra cold? Does it have like a chemical in it that keeps it motherfucking cold? Probably up not. Or, or just straight straight up takes your temperature. Just probably yeah. I was you a know, lucky one of these one, days, man. We'll, we'll get a Corman on one day. We'll get a Corman on one of the shows one day. Doc White, bro. Doc yeah. motherfucking White, bro. I yeah. I hope he's okay, man. He was a crazy one. He was one of my good good friends in the core, man. <clears throat> he, yeah, was he was crazy awesome, like dude. us. He was crazy, yeah. but like he was an awesome dude. He was awesome, yeah, dude. Trustworthy. Yeah. Just, he was really, really in shape. Trustworthy. Yeah. yeah. Awesome guy to go out with. And uh, on the, yeah. I, I I need to look him up, man. I remember he was on Facebook for a while, but that, or maybe it was MySpace. It was a while back. <clears throat> and I haven't looked him up lately. And I wonder, what's his first name? It's always Doc White. I used to be like, it's the Diggy Diggy Doc, yo. From a ways away, he's like, no. What he used to say to me, he's like, G unit. Just one of our weird sayings we say. I remember when we were in Afghanistan, that was a big, like, white man. White men got, like, all these little Afghani kids, you know, to go, G-G-G-G-G-Unit. I can't believe they, I like to see him telling them how to do that. Okay, you go, a g g No, no. It's a g g I'd love to see that on yeah. Man, we used yeah. to see those kids running after our Humvees and shit, and we'd be throwing them Skittles and water and shit. I always felt good doing that. I'm like, these poor people, man. These poor people, man. You you hand them a bag of Skittles and like that's the shit, man. That is like the shit. I'm sure they go home like, look what yeah. I got. And I'm probably sharing it around. <laughs> I mean, we're we're tossing bottles of water out there, man. Like it wasn't it such an, a, a weird experience to see how these people live in these mud huts and stuff. You be it's so weird, like. I'm like, how that they they built this? And I remember like they had low ceilings and they'd have like a fire inside, and then they they'd be like smoking hookah in the next room. Like uh, people live like that, and they get through these years with you know the hailstorm like we spoke about, and uh, 
it, it's amazing. These guys are tough as nails. And I remember when we had to uh, pat them down. They're nothing but skin and bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's it. They can get through anything. It's it, it's. It, I was saddened by it, but I was still like impressed. Like wow, man. Like how do you do it? How do you do it? They have kids. The it's like animals. It's just it's just amazing. It's a totally different environment and a, a culture shock for, for us when we first got there, for sure. There's a part of me whenever I kind of tell people about how they lived over there, um, and I'm totally like drawing blank on the word, but you know, life, dude, life, life is never more simple than whenever your only job is to stay alive. Yeah, you know. And like we all become guilty of it too. So it's not like I can get on like a veteran soapbox, but you know, when people complain about their Starbucks or this or that or whatever, and it's like, man, wait, I mean, if you just ever had to experience a time in life where the only thing that you really had to do was just stay the fuck alive, you would realize how simple life is and how we complicate it. Yeah. We complicate it. We complicate life way more than it needs to be. Yeah. If you really think about it, we our minds are going crazy thinking about the future, thinking about the past. You got like stay in the present. When you're in the present, you you realize there's nothing to worry about. Like right now, what, what am I stressing about? You know, we, we got our own war in our head. But those people over there, like it's the norm. Surviving is like the norm. And yeah. you remember getting back in the states finally, and everything bright lights and everything. It's like. Holy fucking McDonald's. Yes. Yeah. Even in, yeah. what was it? Bagram. We had a, what was it? A, a subway or something like that in Bagram. Yeah. Well, and, and that was it. another thing. Like I almost feel, I, I never like finished with the word that I was trying to think of, but like you almost envy them because their life is just it's life. They're living life. They're just staying alive. They, they eat, have a whole they, eat, they provide, you know, and, you know, no, no distractions, man. Like, no, you know, getting a new news story or fake news or this, that, or the other thing every 30 seconds. Like, um, you know, I mean, there's like a something like a school shooting happens and within seven days, nobody remembers it. You know, like, because we're just, we're so inundated with noise, noise, noise. And, you know, and those guys over there, I, mean, I don't know if it was true. I believe that it was probably true, but. They said that there was parts of Afghanistan that they, you know, they still thought that like the British were there, which the British were there, invaded there before the the Russians, the Soviets, you know, that they're just so out of touch. They don't, they don't even know what's going on in the rest of the world. I remember seeing like old helmets, like real old tank helmets and stuff. It was kind of neat to see that, like, who wore this? Like how many years ago? Yeah. You still see like the ordinances uh, sticking out of the ground. The, the history is just nuts over there in your we mind. Ex- go, go ahead. We experienced ahead. a lot, man. Like, you know, we, we really got to, I, I think I'm, I've talked with you about this one before, but that book, the giver, they did a movie on it. Yeah. And I think I you're, it. it's this society for anybody that hasn't seen it. It's a society where everybody has to take these pills and they don't feel emotions. They don't get to experience anything. They don't get to see color. But there's one person in the society that's allowed because they have to, their job is to like remember and to know what pain feels like, what happiness feels like. And it's so weird because when I was a kid, there's like 
I didn't do a lot of book reading, but that was like my favorite book. And it's a movie now. If anybody hasn't seen it, I recommend seeing it. But I liken our experience to like that kid in the book whose eyes become open to, you know, what's love, what's hurt, what's pain, what's happiness, sadness, you know, and, and by us going over there and experiencing what we experienced, like, man, we are just so much more enlightened to what life is. It's kind of, it's kind of better in a way, really. It's just yeah. simple. Like you see a goat herder out there, just goat herding. I'm a goat herder and I'm just herding some goats, man. That's, that's my job. And it's just like, a, it's more simple, but survival, but they're so used to it. That that's just, that's just the norm until, until you see uh, the U S helicopters coming in <laughs> like, Oh shit. They actually liked us there though, because you know, we brought some of the States with us, you know, yeah. We brought the water, the Skittles, the MREs, you name it. And like, uh, it was a blessing to them. They wanted beat to beat off mags. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Speaking of beat off mags, dude, this little kid came on a bicycle. He was, he's like, he was selling guns and uh, what do you call him? Fucky, fucky. It was a, it was a, yeah. it was a porno. He said, fucky, fucky. So I said, Hey, I gave him a dollar. And I wanted to check out what, what Haji fucky, fucky was. I got shit. I think I don't forget who I was on post, but I opened that shit, dude. Dude, no, no uh, disrespect to any Hodges out there, but uh, it was uh, no joke. It was naked woman, unshaven, hairy naked woman, and I think that was the first time I've ever seen a woman completely unshaven. Have you ever seen one, Frank? I mean, are you are you talking about legs and? Yeah, the whole thing, dog. They, they, that's a whole thing. Hey, have you ever seen that? I mean, I don't seen, want it. like you don't want it. I, I haven't seen like unshaved lay. Oh, dude. Okay, actually, hold on. There was this woman that came down to like where I live in Florida, and she's actually like friends with a friend of a friend, right? Like it was just okay. we, we totally it was coincidence that we ran into each other here, and they came and went diving, and she's wearing a two piece bikini, and just like the thickish blackish armpit bush, and then she had like. Dude, she had a treasure trail. You, like, it wasn't like no treasure trail. Like, it was like the jungle entryway. Her bush, dude, was coming out every <laughs> area of her bathing suit. The sides, Jeez. the top. You know, it looks like she was smuggling fucking... I don't know. I'm not going to say it, but... <laughs> she was loud French? and proud with it, though. <laughs> right. Is she French? No, I think she's just American. Oh, no I know, yeah, they, yeah, they, they are. They they do that in uh, France. It's like a nor- it's the norm. But I'm surprised she was just rocking out like that. Like she was loud and proud with it, man. I mean, yeah, good good honor, man. I guess not hey, for me, hey, but hey, listen. I mean, I, if you like being, you know, like a human version of Chewbacca, do it. It's, it's not my thing. In Colorado, there's this place called Naropa, and we were delivering furniture there every now and then, and we always hated going there. But Naropa is like a real hippie community, like straight up, and they all had, they all had hairy armpits. And the whole place, literally, I'm not I'm making fun of them. The whole place smelled like an armpit, and they had like, it, it was a just strange environment. Naropa, yeah, and, and like they did. They didn't care really about showering and stuff, and they were like all about sharing. It was like a what are those communities called where 
communion what am i communes the communes yeah it was like it was like that but it was a college at the same time and dude they had they had i walked i walked up and they had these uh like creations that they made and it was weird dude because i'm not joking they had this like babies babies on strings like upside down like all bloody and stuff and they'd have this smash yeah i'm not joking they had this like smash like it's art it's not real babies no, no, I uh, no. Like doll no, babies. babies. The fuck what? who dude? I mean, I who know? No, it's not real like babies. Like cabbage patch doll babies. Yeah, like that, like that. Oh. And I'm like, where is the mentality in this? I want to know like what what were they thinking? Like, what does it represent? You know, dead hanging babies, a smash TV. Like, who knows? I should have asked them. Probably wouldn't like the answer. I probably you probably, probably get no. nightmares and shit. Yeah, we'd be having nightmares worse than we already do. Right. Yep. Another dream I have, dude. Besides losing my rifle, or they might be combined, but is, dude, I have these all the time. Like we know the enemy's coming. We're all hanging around. Strong's usually there, and we we know the enemy's coming. And some of us are just like scrambling, trying to get everything ready. And the enemy's coming so fast. We're all scrambling, but it doesn't seem like. It doesn't seem like people are really ready for it. I'm like, guys, do you understand what's coming? Like, I'm trying to tell people, do you understand what's coming? You know, there'd be people smoking and joking. I'm like, motherfucker, dude, the fucking enemy's coming like quick style. And and I remember just getting closed in, closed, closed in, closed in. And then I wake up in a ball of sweat. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Nothing like the old... Waking up in a ball of sweat. Nothing like that old flop sweat waking up. It's just refreshing. I like my nightmares because it opens the pores. It's a good way to flush your system out. Yeah. Uh, What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Totally different topic, but interesting, sort of. But I don't know if you had this at boot camp, okay? I don't know if you had this at boot camp. It happened to me at boot camp. I'll totally admit it. It was like our punishment or some wacky shit anyways. So they had all of us totally naked dudes in the small ass shower right (laughs) and they're like all right back up keep backing up until it was like butt to nut they're like back up back up and you're in this room with all these naked men did that happen to you that must be i actually was telling jake that story yesterday because so a with us sharing a room like you know i ran into the bathroom to put on my swimsuit and i was like yo just tell me when you're good and then, but also Tuesday when we got here, I had to go try on my uniform for like being in his corner, right? And your uniform? Was, yeah, like I'll have a uniform. Like we have to wear, like we're given a uniform, but we have to wear. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, you know, like the guys in their corner, they, they wear these, they wear a uniform. Oh. And yeah. So um, the guy was like, I didn't see. There was a woman in there. Not that I know if that matters, but um, the guy's like, here, here's the sizes you said. Just give them a try on to make sure that they're good before we press Jake's name on them. And uh, I was like, okay. And I just like start getting undressed right there. And he's like, well, you can go over there where there's privacy. And I'm like, dude, I've seen and been around so many naked dudes and penises. Like, I'm like, well, you didn't and know then, there was a chick there. I didn't know there was a chick there. And then I turn and I look and I see her and she's like dying laughing. Like, she's just, and I was like, I'll go be private. 
She's probably loving it, bro. I'd be loving it around a bunch of naked bitches. I mean, women. Sorry. I have a filthy mouth sometimes. I apologize. Yeah, but that was... Uh, lucky her, man. Yeah. So when we talk about uniforms, I just want to get this straight. So like the corner men, like a uniform, like in boxing, usually they're like in just a shirt, like a, a shirt, college shirt tucked in with a pair of pants. What is your uniform like? Yeah, so the UFC has uh, Venom. Venom is the the, the clothes, right, uh-huh. that they have? Yeah. And yeah. so they give you, like, a whole bunch of stuff, like pants, you know? They have the yeah. little logo okay. and the UFC logo on it and stuff. Yeah, it's like a sweatsuit. And so these are sweatpants, yeah. Yeah. What's you know what? Like? like, it's all OD green, which is actually pretty sick. Like, they've never done it like that before. The olive drab green. Olive drab, baby. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sick. So, yeah, they give you a whole bunch of stuff that you wear. Is that the top? That was the shorts. What is the top? Just a whole sweatsuit? You got a sweatshirt? Oh, kind of hoodie. Oh, okay. All right. So, yeah, it's a sweatsuit. Yeah, like, at least it's, it looks, you know, at least it's mad comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, that's the, just the stuff for fight week. And then they give you more clothes. For Saturday, because like one will wear black, one will wear white, right? And so you'll have an outfit with with Collier. Jake's name will be on the back of it, yep. and we'll wear that little that little uniform. So they're always sweatsuits. They just change the color up and put uh, obviously Jake's name on it. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Unless it's at least it's not like some uncomfortable shit, man. You can't oh, go dude, wrong. It's funny because he's given me some of his stuff before. Like he always gives his stuff away because he has so much. Um, and I'm always like, I'm like, dude, this stuff's so comfortable, man. Like it's just super comfortable. Speaking of sweatshirts, bro, not gonna get political on your ass, but speaking of sweatshirts, dude, that Fetterman dude just rocking up in, you know, what rocking a sweatshirt, dude. I mean, why isn't anyone talking about this, man? Is he just not give a fuck? Like, who who no nobody's ever done that, bro. I don't yeah. think. I think that people think that they can't talk about it. Oh, he did go to a mental institution. Yeah, they're like, don't. Yeah. He's he's fine. Don't, yeah. don't, don't talk to him. And then you it's got like the fucking. Go ahead. When you get that like crazy uncle that comes over for Thanksgiving and you know like sticks his dick in the turkey, like you don't bring it up. You just let it happen. Yeah, you don't want to cause a scene. Just let him stick the dick in the turkey. He does yeah. it every year. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And the guy from old, Ukraine, old man. Uncle Richie. Yeah, everyone has that one guy, you know. Everyone has that one guy. I remember he's dead now, but he was an alcoholic, and I was young and I didn't know what an alcoholic was. I didn't even know what drunk was, and he was just—he'd always just be sloppy, and I thought he was hilarious, you know. And uh, like uncles, my uncle Steve would be like, "Yeah, he's—he's uh, you know." I'm like, "What are you talking about?" Like I didn't know what drunk was, and I thought he was just. But yeah, he's he's dead now. He was an alcoholic. Yeah, it's a damn shame. What am I going to talk about? I feel well. I mean, we're we're already at that point, man. The time there, we're already there. It did fly by though. You know what though? Like, listen, I love our guests, man. Every one of them. They've been. They've all been amazing, and I can't wait till next week to be back home. In my house, we'll get Vito Garavito on here. So just like listen to his awesome stories. But like, you know, man, it was cool just like kind of like to be just you and me again. 
Low key, low key. Just like you me know? and you hanging out, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so, so that's next next Thursday. We're we're, we're gonna have Gary Vito. Yeah. Yeah, he's ready to rock, dude. And so everyone who's listening, guys, that episode is gonna be the shit. I know it. I'll put bet money on it, bro. The stories that he has, and he's a great storyteller as well. I'm excited for it. I know you guys are as well. Well, yeah, it'll be a good one. So with that said, man, you, you sign us off this time. You want me to sign us off? Yeah, man. I don't. I, I ain't got. I ain't got it like you, dude. Your vi- by the way, your video like that's <laughs> that was a good sign off, wasn't it, dude? That <laughs> was like no marketing company could have even came up with something better. Like that 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 jacket was fucking amazing. Like I don't know where you got that jacket from. Oh, dude, da- downstairs, I found this fucking jacket. It wasn't any of my girls, girlfriends and wives and white fishes. <clears throat> but, yeah, there's this crumpled jacket down there. I'm like, I'm going to fucking put that in the video. It was just, <laughs> I'm going to keep that thing, man. Like, It's kind of, it actually looked, dude, it, it looks so crazy. But in the video, it kind of looks, got a big pimping. It looked awesome. <laughs> like, I'm not even, like, joking about it. Like, it was. <laughs> I'll wear it, it next awesome. episode. You looked like. Like, let's say that there was like a, a a soldier from the future that was dressed like he was from the 1700s. I can see right? that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if we ever went back to that style, the 1700s, because like you had the hat, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then that jacket, like old red coat, but it was like gray or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a futuristic <laughs> uniform. Dude, it's wicked. Like, if it's not too hot, which is cooling down here in Maine, it's like a nice fall weather. I'll I'll wear it next episode. I still haven't really examined it, dude. It is it is. I don't know what age era that came from, man. But and who? I've I've been in this house what like fourteen years, and I've never seen it. <clears throat> but now it's special. I'm gonna wear it next time if it's not too hot, and I'm gonna examine all the little pockets on it. What if I find something like? Like an old golden coin or something. You might. <laughs> or maybe some note. <laughs> Dear Sally. Yeah. Today on I'm the sh- battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> Today was dreary and filled with melancholy, but you were always on my mind. Sign us. Oh, I'll, I'll do it. Are we you ready? You got it. Yeah, we're ready, okay. man. Let's do it. All right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed the episode today. I know I did. Next episode is going to be wild, and we're all going to love it. So this has been Tales from the Core. Please like, download, and share. We also would appreciate a five-star rating. And your favorite time's coming up. That's right. Liberty. We'll see you all later. Later.